Delina Meke Aloha. I'm Joshua Cooper, and welcome to Aloha Sustainability in Hawaii and Peace in our Pacific, the UN SDGs movement in Moana Nui Kea. Today, we're looking at promoting well being in Hawaii and our world, UN SDG 3, ensuring healthy lives with Aloha. The UN SDGs movement focusing on the UN Sustainable Development Goals, provides 17 global goals to accomplish and actualize the 2030 agenda around the world. UN SDG 3 focuses on ensuring healthy lives, centered on aloha and ola. Global Goal 3 also ensures healthy lives, focusing on the liberation of the human spirit, beginning with decolonizing one's mind. Today, I'm fortunate to be joined by Leon, and we're going to be looking at the, why sustainability is so imminent and important, and Leon, can you share with us what inspires you to focus on sustainability and social justice? Well, uh, yes. So thank you very much for having me on the show, Joshua. Um, I've been involved uh, for years with uh, restoring, or actually the movement to restore the Hawaiian kingdom as a sovereign independent country. And with that discussion, of course, is what kind of a country are we going to have uh, once we are uh, independent and uh, self-governing? And so much of our discussion uh, has been on where are we going, what kind of future do we have, and what difference, what dif uh, what do we need to change in order to to live a healthy and sustainable, uh, to have a healthy and sustainable future. Um, and part of it has to be, of course, well, there's so many aspects to it, but part of it has to be with our attitude and, and how we see ourselves as well as how, what our, our worldview is, that what will govern the way that we uh, create the, the, the new society that we're looking for. So this is how I got started. And um, uh, particularly in restoring the, the Hawaiian kingdom as a sovereign nation, but then thinking forward what is that sovereign nation going to be like and why why what changes we need to make and why that's a great point so it really looks at one individual health and well-being and then also holistic health of the nation and seeing how the people individual health is connected to the health and the well-being of the entire nation if you look at this global goal three ensures healthy living focuses on that liberation really a genuine liberation. And Ola illustrates a perspective of one's kuleana with one's own culture and well-being of the collective on our island earth, beginning one's ahuwa. Could you maybe expand on that a bit? Yes. Uh, well, the term Ola in Hawaii means life. And of course, Hawaiian words are, especially the shorter they are, the more powerful and more profound they are in their meanings. So when, it's not just simply about life, about living, but it's about what, what creates life, what, what sustains life, and, <clears throat> and how we as people are responsible for Ola, for actually sustaining life uh, and, and giving life a, a better quality. Um, so. So from a Hawaiian standpoint, um, <clears throat> Ola is very, very important. And, and that uh, if we're talking about particularly about the future and how we're going to be living in a sustainable society, then we have to be living as, as life givers and life providers, life supporters. And so Ola is, is again, very uh, important. And, and that in contrast uh, to the current situation 
in which life doesn't seem to be <clears throat> the uh, predominant uh, focus of the society that we have right now, which is basically an American society over overlaid our, over a our Hawaiian society. Um, and that American society, of course, has very different values and different uh, standards, different uh, concepts of what life or what what sustainability even is. And and it seems like, of course, one of the biggest um, complaints uh, in the world today is that even the the colonial powers are realizing that can, they cannot sustain. Uh, the style and the, and the method in which they're doing, and so you know they're calling for these sustainable development goals, uh, which of course they're now beginning to admit that they've made a mess of things, and we need to get back to doing uh, to to restoring things. But then again, because of the mindset and the, just the style that that they're involved in. It's really difficult to have those that created the mess solve the mess as well. Yeah. So we really, really need to bring, bring different kinds of thinking into it. No, really good points. You can't have the model that created the mess be the one to get us out. In fact, yes. that's why indigenous people's perspective is beginning to be valued, but as we know, not truly being understood. And when we look at the perspective of the colonial powers, it's really seeing the world, nature, as really not only a natural resource, but a tool to be able to make even greater profit. Whereas that's probably the greatest clash with indigenous perspectives and philosophy, where it's really that sense of Ola that you're describing, and also that sense of what matters most mm -hmm. in changing that, that we actually have to just understand it's a life force and how sacred it is, and then beginning to then. Think of that as the beginning. Everything must begin with Aina. We really have to shift where it's ecology, then equality, then equity, and then economy, as opposed to the other way around. Sharing mm -hmm. thoughts on that? Oh, well, I think you, you stated it very, very well. <clears throat> and, um, you know, uh, one of the things that, uh, that uh, how, would, how would you say, uh, pre prevents a an obstacle to to um, to doing what what you're just saying is that um, just the mindset or, or the, uh, the the difference in concept of why we're here or what what our purpose is in life here is uh, here. So again, going back to the colonial um, system, um, it basically the the vision or the mindset of colonial system is that the earth is here to be used and to be somehow to be uh, exploited in a way that provides wealth and and uh, this kind of um uh, uh uh well material uh objectives uh to to gain more wealth to gain more power to gain control over things and it seems like the entire uh idea of of life and and that the the earth is here uh, to, to which uh for our sustainable uh, uh to be sustaining to us and then it is our responsibility to maintain that that uh earth that is uh, sustainable 
of to us as well as you know just basically to carry on for generations again it comes down to to the uh, kind of perspective or the uh, mindset that a culture has so uh, the american the colonial american culture is very very short term it's just like what can i make for for myself right now and um and rather than long term which what is going to be left in the future if uh, if i extract everything out of the the ground all of this or all of that out of the ground what's going to be left for the future uh that is not really part of the mindset of the colonial powers or the colonial people or colonial society um and so so indigenous peoples on the other hand you know look at it as as the, we're part of a continuity that that this was given to us as a gift but it is not ours to keep or to exploit it is ours to pr protect and and uh, help to improve it if we can and pass it on to the next generation so we we just are part or we just caretakers in this whole thing but caretakers with a very uh uh how is a sacred duty uh to take to really take care for this because it is not ours it is the generations who came before and the generations who are coming later and so if you started with that mindset as opposed to the colonial mindset which is i i'm here what can i get out of this situation and i don't care who it hurts uh or in the, in the past or in the present or in the future you know it's just like here and now and and what can i get from this so that and of course it's a bit oversimplified but that is the basis of of the colonial mindset and the the two don't really seem to um agree or not not agree uh they're incompatible with each other um and and in in our experience in the last few hundred years it has been the colonial mindset that has been the one that's asserted itself much to the detriment of not only the peoples but also of the planet and the resources and so now we're faced with how do we turn this around and of course uh again as we stated earlier it's difficult to let the people who mess things up be the ones responsible to straighten it out because in some uh respects they have no idea what what it would take to straighten things out. Really good point. And we really have to move and shift from exploitation and extraction to a relationship of mutual exchange. And as you pointed out as well, the indigenous cosmology really is rooted in Kokua and Kuleana, as opposed to the industrial mind that's really focusing on short-term gains, even the political system of looking at things only for two or four years based on a political cycle. Whereas indigenous, if you look at Kumulipo, since time immemorial, infinitely into the future, as well as even the Haudenosaunee model that you and I have both met doing work in Geneva and at the Permanent Forum, that seven generation perspective as we mm -hmm. go forward. Can you share a bit about some of the work that you're doing and how that's having an impact in our islands regarding individual health as well as larger well-being going forward? Okay, well, as I said, most of the work that I'm doing has been to communicate with the international community that the Hawaiian Islands are under 
a, a strange form of occupation, and that uh, we are working to restore our nation as a sovereign country. And most people look at it, again, because the, the, the world is generally has a colonial mindset. So most people are looking at it as, okay, a group of people want their freedom so they, they can operate there uh, to be independent. But if you look around at the, the countries of, that have become independent and are members of the, of the, um, uh, of the United Nations today, um, you know, many of them are, are, yeah, there are many indigenous uh, countries with many indigenous or, or let's say a majority of indigenous peoples, but they have adopted the style of the co colonial peoples in the, to the point where they, or they themselves have colonies. You know, new countries have been formed, actually have colonies of, of countries that were somehow placed within their borders, but were from time immemorial uh, uh, independent. So, um, so uh, how we, what I have been doing is to communicate uh, not only our political and legal uh, uh, options to be, or, or necessity to be free, of, uh, of the United States in this case, but also that we need to start, this is our only chance really uh, to, for Hawaii to save itself uh, from, from the disasters that are, have been created by the colonial systems. And, and the only way we can save ourselves is to really truly be able to apply our principles and our um, uh, our, our traditions and, and our ways of handling things and ways of looking at things. So if, for instance, uh, if we become an independent country, but still maintain the mentality of colonial countries, we'd still be in a fix because we wouldn't be able to address properly the remedies that would be needed to restore our, our lands and our resources and our people and our health of our people and all that. So uh, in the message I'm giving uh, to the international community that this is not just a political, a political geopolitical problem we have, we're facing here, it's really the survival of our nation, of our people, uh, that we have to be able to be the ones to uh, govern how we order our society and uh, under what principles so that we can survive. And so we cannot just survive, but prosper and, and thrive. You really bring up some great points, and it's an existential threat that all of humanity faces. Yes. So come back to your first point on indigenous becoming independent and then actually recolonizing other spaces. We know that's true in Southeast Asia with American mm -hmm. We see that very often with indigenous people in India, the Kuki, mm -hmm. who defeated the British and never surrendered, even when they destroyed all of their crops. They've just been attacked as well and had their homelands burned and there are those important sacred spaces to them. So it's really a sense of independence, but then understanding that interdependence with all species, as well mm -hmm. as the sacred places on our planet and pulling all that forward together. Yes, yes. And so there, there is a, a place for international relations and all that, but there also is, it needs to be a place where the people themselves are self, not just in the term self-governing, meaning we have our own country, but we actually do make their decisions and uh, the, the, and the um, practices 
of how we live on our lands, uh, that that is up to us. And it's not really to be dictated by somebody else or, or, or the, um, the uh, imposed culture of somebody else. It's true. And when we look at Global Goal 3 for worldwide good health, it's promoting healthy lifestyles, preventative measures, and modern, efficient healthcare for everyone. So it's sort of high touch and high tech. Right. SDG 3 aims to achieve universal health coverage, including risk protection, access to quality essential healthcare services, and access to safe, effective quality and affordable essential medicines for all. Can you share a bit, even the message of the Queen? who understood how important health was and how she was able to look out going forward for her people, knowing the challenges that were being faced during those tumultuous times of really seeing the different forces coming into play in the 19th and 20th century. Yes, yes. Uh, well, um, of course, Queen Emma uh, was the one who started the, the Queen's Hospital. And um, this is very visionary on her part. Uh, in that she could see all around herself the the devastation that was going on uh, with the Hawaiian people's health, pr pr primarily to diseases that were decimating our our country, um, and so she purposed herself to provide health care, uh, and it was it's a modern form of health care, which which is you know very usable to, to try to save people from dying, um, but. Uh, on top of that, you know, they there is a great emphasis in in Hawaii that, or what, let's say, the healing powers of of our uh, within our culture, the healing techniques and and processes within our culture were pretty much overrun by um, the imposition of, of a Western medical system. Um, but at the same time, we still have practitioners or had practitioners around and and it seems to be expanding now to to look at not just um, uh, medical science but looking at at uh, health as a holistic uh, factor and um, and part of that of course is the mindset um, one of the most destructive parts of colonialism was to come in and discount and and um, put down uh, all indigenous practices as all being superstition or uh, what else. And so, so they drove the real practitioners of health and, and welfare in our society, it drove them underground or in some places just completely destroyed them. And, and so the society became uh, dependent on a Western health system. But unfortunately, that Western health system only addresses the diseases and doesn't really address um, well-being or had not addressed well-being until fairly recently. And so now we're looking at, at the well-being and we have um, instances such as the Shintani diet, uh, the, 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 what it was called, the um, Waianae diet, I think it was called, and in which, you know, uh, people with serious health problems were put back onto their the foods that they our ancestors ate, and and it was a startling recovery of most of of those people who were put back on the on what the foods we eat, which means that the the loss of of the, our food sources, the loss of uh, being able to eat the foods that were here 
with our people for generations and generations, the, the kalo, the uala, the, uh, all of these food, the ulu, the, uh, when we stopped eating that, that's when we became susceptible to these uh, diseases or to the modern diseases of, of heart uh, heart problems and um, diabetes and, and a lot. But if we go back to eating our, our uh, natural foods, then we actually restore our health. And so this is the type of, of things that we have to be uh, working on, um, that, it's, that the holistic approach to our health is much, much more um, effective and, and uh, uh, it's much better for us uh, rather than looking at the, the end treatment where they're just trying to save you from dying, you know? So, uh, yeah. It's so true. It's, it's the preventative angle, and mm -hmm. then it's the whole process, and it's not just something at the end to stave right. off. He really points out how we have to decolonize everything. From yes. From the diet to the current democracy system that's really focusing so much on political donations. And that really gets me to think about Good health for individuals and well-being for indigenous peoples begins with the decolonizing the mind, as Guti yes. Wantiyama spoke about, but also to reimagine one's own cultural perspective of land and overall cosmology. That reminds me of the story you were sharing with the Dakota, Lakota, mm -hmm. Nakota people, really at that edge of Paha Sapa, mm -hmm. the looking at the limit Black Hills of South Dakota. And it was there that your friend shared with you that perspective of how beautiful nature is in its own right and how it must be protected and preserved, but how we really see people coming at it and then destroying it and changing it in their own values. And that's where we have to look at to make sure the values of Kanakamali are present, to make sure the voice is heard, and then to share the vision of where we need to go going forward. Yes, yes. And, and you know, again, uh, one of the powerful things that, that the the colonizers use is our own minds, right? To to make us feel incapable, incompetent, um, uh, backwards, uh, you know, old fashioned, and things like that. And and they basically use those types of arguments to enforce or to present uh, their style. And and what that does is it, it actually damages the psyche. It damages our worldview unless we basically stand up and say, no, that's not so. But, you know, it's it's pretty, pro, uh, like, I'm telling you another story. Um, I was talking with a friend in Palau. Uh, actually, he was the uh, ambassador from Palau to the United Nations. And I asked him, what could a, well, the Methodist church was pretty uh, prominent in, in Palau. And they basically admitted that they were part of the colonial system and they would like to reverse that somehow. So I asked him, the, the ambassador, what he thought the Methodist Church could do to reverse colonialism. And he said, breastfeeding. And I said, what? And he said, breastfeeding. He said, our, our people, our women were told early on that uh, breastfeeding was, was inadequate. It was uh, not healthy for our children and that they should all buy this formula. And of course, this was all promoted by Carnation and Nestle and the, the, the formula-making companies. And so he said, our island people started feeding our babies formula. And he said that has ruined the health of our, our, our not just the babies, but when those babies grew up, they, their immunosystems are so 
out of whack that you know they're suffering from all these later life diseases that was were were because our people were told we were inadequate and and so uh, so the mindset of of feeling inadequate kind of ha- makes you forget or or um, abandon your own uh common sense and and your traditions you know and and by doing so you actually do tremendous amount of damage um particularly to the health of our our people so this is what needs to, needs to be uh, addressed and but it can't be addressed by the people who are selling us the stuff they want us to buy <laughs> it, it has to be addressed by us by saying okay this is what's better for us and i i I love it because of the the resurgence of Kalo or Pai'i and and all this in in Hawaii is you know when we see our children, you know, uh, doing the Pai'i and and understanding what they're doing and loving what they're doing and eating the foods because it came from their own hands, it restores a whole sense of confidence and restores a whole uh, 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 sense of well-being that I'm okay with who I am. And not only I'm okay, but this is who I am, and this is best for for who I am. And that is beginning to, of course, permeate throughout our 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 uh, society today, which is excellent. Getting not not just for the sake of getting back to our our foods, but really having the confidence and the mindset that this, when we do things the way we were created to do things. You know, we're not only happier, but actually the results become much more profound and and, and solid. So true. And it reminds me of being in Hana a couple of weeks ago with Makahanika Ike, where the youth are actually making Pai'i every Tuesday, Thursday, and then they're sharing that with the Kapuna. Right. Also, the point that you shared is very valuable. Also, maybe we'd have better bills. I guess we have to go down there and pound poi every day, not just on opening day at the legislature. So when May comes, we don't have horrible things that only focus on profit yeah. and not our planet and the people. And then Palau is a great one yeah. because you can see where we're moving. I, I know there's a new company made yeah, by this man who was saying, I want to feed my child good baby food. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Breast milk as well. And that is the base, but making sure taro and kalos are already part of the diet. Right. That was part of the traditional knowledge that have been denied. And when you look at Palau and you look around Oceania, we get that sense. Palau came up with a pledge to sort of tame tourism, transform it. And yeah. we can look at, and we can then also look, I know at the Cook Islands with the Pacific Island Forum coming up, really Hawaii yeah. needs to pivot its perspective. Instead of looking to New York yes. and North Dakota, we need to look more at Papua New Guinea. We need to look more at Tahiti, at Aotearoa, and see the direction going forward. Can you share a bit about your vision yes. for how we see a yes. healthier Hawaii? Uh, in, in fact, you know, this is where my focus has been uh, over the last, well, several years, but really more increasing um, in this past year. Um, and that is reconnecting with our family in the Pacific. Uh, so that we actually support one another. And and those uh, most of our countries in the Pacific, uh, in uh, in the South Pacific, are way more advanced in uh, being more culturally uh, 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 based 
in in their decision making and um and so this is really quite a, a good model to be with so i spent quite a bit of time in the first few months of this uh this year uh talking with them and we're actually looking at at ways we can formally uh rejoin the pacific particularly the pacific islands forum and of course next year hawaii is is hosting the pacific arts festival and um you know all of these types of things are are increasing and there's much more sharing going on so um you know some of our carvers uh, uh led by andre perez are down in aotearoa uh carving with with their experts down there and learning and so these type of exchanges uh are all reinforcing the fact that that we are regaining our our confidence regaining our understanding and our our conviction that our culture is extremely important for us to move forward mahalo liana that really focuses on reinforcing re-engaging then also realizing those rights that are enshrined in the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples, as well as the 17 Global Goals. We mm -hmm. thank you for joining us to discuss Global Goal 3, ensuring holistic, healthy lives and promoting the well-being for all in Hawaii and around our world. Mahalo nui. Aloha, mahalo. Thank you so much for watching Think Tech Hawaii. If you like what we do, please like us and click the subscribe button on YouTube and the follow button on Vimeo. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and donate to us at thinktechhawaii.com. Mahalo.